I title my sermon today, Protestants' Misconceptions. It's a play on words, as today we are celebrating, well actually earlier in the day, we celebrated the conception of John the Baptist. Now, I want to make it clear that whenever I talk about Protestants, I'm not being critical in any way. Most of my life, I grew up as a Protestant, lived as a Protestant. There are many things about my upbringing that I still cherish. And I still love to sing some of the Protestant hymns. But Protestants miss conceptions. In other words, they don't get to celebrate these feasts where we celebrate conceptions. Except for Christmas, well, not not Christmas. They They don't even celebrate the Annunciation, which is the most important conception. But in the Orthodox Church, we have at least three feasts of conception. And this morning in uh, our Kids Transfigured program, I gave a very rudimentary explanation to the children of what conception is. It is the moment that the egg of the woman is fertilized by the sperm of the man to form a human person. And we celebrate three feasts of this miraculous, amazing event. Of course, the conception of the Lord himself in the womb of Mary at the Feast of the Annunciation. When the angel Gabriel appeared to her and announced to her that God had chosen her to be the vehicle by which he would enter into humanity and take on human nature. And on behalf of all of us, She said yes to God. She said, let it be done unto me according to your word. And at that moment, by the Holy Spirit, our Lord Jesus Christ was conceived within her womb. The word of God, the person of God, resided inside of her womb. And she carried him for nine months, gave birth to him, and nursed him, and raised him. We also celebrate the conception of Mary and the amazing way that she was conceived by her elderly parents, Joachim and Anna, way beyond the years that they should have been able to conceive, and yet miraculously they did with God's help. Miraculous in the sense that they were beyond the years of normal childbearing, but normal in the sense that they, they had normal relations with each other and she had a normal human birth and was given a human nature just like ours. But today we have celebrated the conception of John the Baptist, who Jesus called the greatest of all men. 
And we, in the Gospel reading today, where we talk about the visitation of Mary to Elizabeth, it appears that John the Baptist had been in the womb of Elizabeth for six months when Mary visited. And the moment that Mary came into the room, what did little bitty John do? He kicked, he jumped, he leaped within the womb. And Elizabeth immediately felt that and announced it. And therefore, John the Baptist began his ministry as the forerunner, as the one to prepare the way for the word of the Lord by announcing his arrival into the room, by leaping in the womb as a baby. These feasts of conception are wonderful feasts. They, they bring dignity and honor to marriage. They bring dignity and honor to the sexual aspect of life, the holiness of human sexuality. They bring dignity and honor to human life itself and the fact that life begins <clears throat> at the moment of conception. Our country is in the midst of a great controversy now. As we see for the first time in many years the possibility that the infamous law called Roe v. Wade, which legalized the killing of unborn life, could potentially be overturned. <clears throat> we see that in the, in the passing of uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that the Republicans, because they own the presidency and they own the Senate, have the power to put into place another judge to replace her. And the enemies of life are enraged. They are threatening to burn the country down. They are gathering at the homes of senators, banging pots and pans and creating noise and shining lasers into the windows, trying to intimidate leaders. They are heartsick and crushed that the right to abortion may be taken away. The reality is that if Roe v. Wade is overturned, it will not dr dramatically change the practice of abortion in our country. It simply will return the issue back to all the states. Some states will continue to strongly support abortion. Other states will begin to pass laws outlawing it. And Indiana is one of those states that already has passed several laws that have been struck down by lower courts, but these laws could be revived and reinstated and made law legal, protecting human life. But the enemies of life are very enraged by this, and they are threatening to do whatever they can 
to try to prevent this from happening. But they will not be able to. And this is a good thing. This is a thing to celebrate, but this is not the only area of life that we need to be victorious. We need to continue to win the hearts of people. And Christians primarily do that by showing love. By, yes, speaking the truth about human life, but also offering help through crisis pregnancy centers and various women's ministries, providing support and love to women, by truly taking care of life in all of its different phases. From the womb to the tomb, every aspect of life, supporting life so that our enemies cannot accuse us of only caring about babies within the womb. So I encourage you and I encourage myself and everyone, those who might be listening to this sermon, to celebrate this victory, to make sure that you vote in November, because if, even if we get a Supreme Court justice, and we probably will before the election, the Democrats have threatened to, if they get power, In this election, they have the presidency and the Senate. They will change the number of justices in the Supreme Court. They could add four more justices, two more, three more, and balance and throw the balance of the court back to the liberal side if they want to. So we have to make sure that we vote this fall in November, that we take into account all of these factors. And so we are pro-life in how we vote, how we pray, and how we live, and how we show love to our brothers and our sisters. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ.